Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. A.W. Tozer once said that what a man thinks when he thinks about God is the most important part about him. So what you think about what you think when you think about God is the most important part about you. So I was immediately drawn to what do I think about God? How do I view God? And I was reading later that one of the most fundamental things that shapes our view of God is our view of our fathers. How do we view our fathers? So I'd like to look how Jesus viewed his father and try to apply that to our lives. So if you would turn with me to Mark chapter 14, Mark 14, verses 35 and 36. To give a little bit of context for this passage here, this is when Jesus is going into the Garden of Gethsemane. So he spent three years on this earth ministering to people, doing miracles, and just serving, pouring himself out. And now he's been betrayed by one of his closest friends, or he's about, he is betrayed, and he knows that the soldiers are coming, and he is facing death, death on the cross. This isn't going to be an easy, easy task for him, but it's something his father wants him to do. So verses 35, going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you will. So I'd like to look at the first two words that Jesus said in verse 26, or verse 36, sorry. Abba, Father. Abba is Aramaic, and often the literal meaning is father, or a lot of people like to call it daddy. It's a, a, a term of intimacy. It's closeness. It's a part of the child that, you know, loves his or her daddy. I like to see this in uh, Keturah when she comes over to our house and she's playing or doing something. And all of a sudden she'll come running into the room and run up to daddy like, daddy, daddy, daddy. I, wanna, I was playing with Trina and we did, we did this or Daddy, 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 I came and I, you know, did this. And that's so neat to see that, that the young child loves to talk to their daddy. It's something um, of closeness. And, you know, we can see that Jesus was close to his father throughout his life. Mark 1.35, it says, While it was a, a great while before day, Jesus went and spent some alone time with God. He wanted to talk with God. He wanted that close connection with him. And Luke 5.16, it was his custom to get alone with his father, to get alone and spend time with, with his heavenly father. Jesus valued that, that intimacy with his father. And also Luke 6.12, Jesus spends all night praying before choosing his disciples. I especially like this. You know, Jesus was facing the choice of who is going to be his, his disciples. And he, who does he go to? He goes to his father and talks with him. You know, that, that closeness, that, that intimacy that they uh, shared with each other. 
And then I thought about my own life. You know, it's, I like to see it in Keturah and young children. But as I get older, it's not so easy for me as to continue to have that, that closeness with my father. It takes effort. And from us as men, we, it's not natural tendency for us to um, share our hearts with those around us. We like, to, at least for myself anyway, I'm more a bit reserved and like to man up and do my own thing. And, you know, and I like to be strong and not really, nothing really affects me, you know. But I think it's important that we learn how to communicate with our fathers and with our children. As I look at my relationship with my father, I've been blessed over and over. Um, my dad has pursued me, and I think that's how it should be. Um, he's made it easy to talk to him, easier than I think some would, and I am um, grateful for that. But we need to, as children, pursue our fathers, because that's what they—that's what they want deep down inside. They want to be. They want that closeness. And all his children want that as well. And there's a freedom there. I've known that when I've had a burden on my heart and I went and talked to my father, it was almost like it was relieved when I was able to share with him. So that Abba Father, as Jesus, he showed that, that intimacy with him. But that Abba Father, there's more to it than that. If you look at the Greek, there's actually, he uses two words here, Abba, which is Aramaic, and then he uses a Greek word, petard, which is um, pretty much meaning a generator or male ancestor. Um, it's like the nearest, nearest kin, you know, so directly like, um, yeah, your direct father. Or it could also refer to God, our Heavenly Father. He's like the, the orig originator of the, the, the stars, the heavenlies. He's the, the father of the universe. He created those. He put them all into being. It's the, the originator. So he uses this word after he uses the word Abba. And it seems like, okay, they're saying the same thing, right? But no, Jesus wanted to capture the meaning of the Aramaic word there, Abba. It has more meaning than just that intimacy of a father. Um, I was reading one, one, example, one um, commentator, and he was saying that when he was in Israel, he was hearing a Jewish father talk to his son, and they were in the bathroom there washing his, their hands, and the little boy, I guess, wasn't doing it quite right. And the father turned to his son, and he's like, when I ask you to do something, I want you to call me Abba. It's more than just the term of intimacy. It's, a, it's more like, Father, I will obey you. It's encapsulated in that word. So this is not, it's not a demanding respect. The commentator went on to say that he was, as he watched these, this father and son interact, there was obviously a feeling of trust between them. They were, they were, they were connected together, but yet the son, the father still was demanding obedience of the child. So, there's a mixture of the both here. We see the intimacy and the obedience encapsulated in one in that term, Abba. And if you look back throughout the, the rest of the Bible, it is also a command that we need to show 
um, obedience to our Father. Ephesians 6, 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, if you look at this, there is no caveat that says, if your father is not Christian, you don't need to obey him. No, it says that we need to obey him in the Lord, for this is right. The fathers want, often want what is best for their, for their child. Now, the fact that it says, in the Lord, is pretty cool. Um, I think we need to take this in conjunction with uh, Matthew 10, 37, where it says, He that loveth the father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We need to make sure that our connection with God is first and foremost. But then we need to obey our parents in every way possible. And I think that is one way that we can honor our fathers. Deuteronomy 5, 17, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So we're supposed to honor our father and mother. Yeah, we say that's great for children, right? You know, a long, young child, they need to honor their father and mother because, you know, they're in their house and everything. But I don't see any age in this command. And this was a, a new concept for me a few years ago when I was, I talked, I was asking my dad about something. And I'm like, so dad, why don't you, why don't you do, I forget what, exactly what it was. I was like, so why don't you, why don't you do this? And he's, he looked at me and was like, well, my dad wouldn't like it. And I was like, your dad, yeah, you're, he's like grandpa. He's like 80 years old and you're like 40. Can't you make your own call? But he wanted, my dad was wanting to follow this. He wanted to honor his father. And I think this is true for every one of us, no matter how old you are, to honor your parents, to honor your father. It's not always easy, and it may not say that, oh, I can, I can do this. You know, it's, I don't see any right or wrong in this, but maybe your father doesn't really like it. And I think it's a great honor if you choose to do something to honor your father. And Proverbs 13.1, A wise son heedeth his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to his rebuke. This one here can be a, sometimes a bit challenging for me. Uh, a few weeks ago, I graduated from college. I have a, got a bachelor's in physics, and you know, I, so I was there in college. I was studying analytical mechanics and calculus and differential equations, linear algebra, and you know, I was learning how to apply Newton's laws, Einstein's laws, and some of these things. And so I'd come home and I'm like, ooh, I you know kind of know things. You know, Dad, you know, what is Maxwell's equation? He's like, what? And you know, so sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I know a little more than my dad. Um, do I actually need to listen to him? But this verse says, no. You know, just because I have a degree that says I learned a few things doesn't mean that I have the wisdom my father does. As I look back at my dad's life, you know, he's been married for 22 years. I can't say that. I don't know what he's been through. He was called to Grenada. He moved a family to Grenada. I didn't do that. He started a church. He was ordained a pastor. He worked through the 08 recession. He raised a family. Four boys and four girls that sometimes squabbled, and yet he worked us all out somehow. He taught school. He counseled a multitude of, of people. He followed God's leading a lot longer than me. So this proverb is true. I need to heed his rebuke. 
If I don't, I'll be a scoffer. That's not what I want to be. So us as children, I'm sure all of us are children in some way, listen to your fathers, because they're a lot more wise than us. They've been around longer. Sure, we might know a, a few things more than they do, but they have a lot more experience. One thing that the schooling does not teach is experience. And that's one thing my father has. And that's where his instruction comes from. So as I was talking a lot to children, how to honor your, your, your fathers, um, I'd like to speak a little bit to the fathers. I don't have experience in the fathering field, but I can speak from a child talking to a father. And if I look back on one thing that my father has impacted me the most in, it is in affirming me for who I am. And this is what God the Father did to his son as well. Matthew 3.17, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. If you notice, there's three core things that every son wants in this, in this verse here. In this phrase, first of all, there's identity, my son. That's who you are, you're my son. There's acceptance. He's the beloved, my beloved son. You're dearly loved. And there's also approval, in whom I am well pleased. Sure, you may not be perfect, but I am well pleased in you. One of the greatest things that I remember about my father is one time while playing disc golf, I was out there and I'd finished up my round and I got a text from my dad and it was just these simple words, my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That meant so much to me. You know, my father he was willing to identify that I was his son. He was willing to show me that he loved me. And he was also showing that he was well pleased in me. So as a son speaking to the fathers, that's how you can be a blessing to them. So in closing, I have... Something I would like to read. I know my father is not here, but if I know my dad, he will be watching this later. So I would like to read a little something I've written for my dad, and all you fathers can listen in. Dad, I remember as a young boy looking forward to the family nights that you planned. You loved to surprise us and take us to the beach or a point in Grenada. I thought that every family had fun times with their dad. I love these times. Dad, I'm indebted to you for the worldview that you gave me. Nato, where you showed me how to live a life of service and caring for everyone around us. You opened our home to strangers and those hurting around us. You implanted in me the desire to live a life of service from a very young age. Then you sacrificed so much to take our whole family to Thailand for a month. At that time, I didn't realize the great sacrifice and risk you took. That trip has been so impactful in my life, and I would not trade it for the world. 
As I got older, you always took time to talk to me and made it very clear that you were always open to talk to me. I remember multiple times coming into your study while you were preparing a sermon and wanting to talk. Every time you stopped your studies and listened and heard me. You cared for me and what I was going through. You took the time to take me out for breakfast and to get to know me, what I was going through. Dad, you were not perfect. You made mistakes, but you did your best. I never doubted your love for me, and I know that you put me before your work and even your ministry. That has been so humbling and encouraging to me. I still vividly remember all the times you affirmed me and identified me as your son, even when I failed you, and you still love me. So if I can return your words that you gave to me, I would like to do that. You are my beloved father, in whom I am forever grateful and honored to be called your son. I love you, Dad. So I'd encourage each of you children to just honor your, your father in some way today, um, in some, some way, however that may be. Show them that you love them and that you appreciate them for all the time and energy they put into your life. So why don't we power heads for prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your, your love and your mercy that you pour out upon us. And thank you for um, showing your love to us while we were yet sinners. You came and you, um, you died on the cross for us. Thank you for being that Heavenly Father that each of us have, even when our Heavenly Fathers fail us. Dear God, I pray that we would just honor our fathers today in every way possible, and that we would just... Um, yeah, that we could just um, be a blessing to them. I pray for the fathers here. I pray that they could um, raise their children to be um, followers of you and they would live lives as an example to you. Dear God, please be with us and bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.